When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody, welcome to another episode of the LA Soccer Hub Show. My name is Gio Garcia. Today we're talking LAFC. We're talking black and gold. It's Tuesday. We're also going to talk a little bit about the Euros. There's, a, there's a, another great game going on in the Euros. We've got Copa America going on. But before we get started, let me introduce my guest. We got Juan Pablo Marquez back, and we have Steve Hahn from Goal once again. Steve, how you doing? Hey guys, how are you? Thanks for having me again. It's good to have you, Juan Pablo. What's going on, man? I like your jersey. I'm good, man. Thank you. Nice to be back. I like well. it too. Korea, Korea yeah, jersey I too. I like it. I actually have the same jersey. That's crazy. That's the training jersey. Yeah, That's the, the training, training jersey. jersey. Yeah, it's one of the popular. I think that one's actually more popular than the actual, you know, like the game jersey. Yeah, even the most Korean fans, which is crazy. Yeah, you, you yeah, guys it have is, a, lot nice of, a lot of like very creative de- design wise when it when it comes to the jerseys. It, it hasn't been that long because we used to get these, you know, cookie cutter, you know, like kind of like the leftover Nike, you know, shirts, and then and then something something happened. Something happened in, in recent years, and now we're getting all these, you know, crazy looking jerseys and like training shirts. It's 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 pretty cool to see for sure. You got a, you guys got a great designer over there. Maybe definitely gonna help out some of the MLS teams, man, because some of the designs been lacking here in the MLS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because that's kind of weird. Because MLS jerseys, they all kind of, they're pretty much the same design, right? It's just different colors for each team. Yeah, it's, it's kind of that's, like, that's what it looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. See, that's that's the only that's that's one of the very few problems I have with MLS. Like you know, visually, it's kind of too bland. You know, from time yeah. to time. Yeah. No, 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 no. You're 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 right again, and I think that's one of the things that um that like you know some of the designs and some of the jerseys I came out with, like it's like head scratching. But you know, we'll see what happens moving forward because I think there's a lot. Well, I got someone honking over here. Can you guys hear that? <laughs> Yeah. Welcome yeah. to LA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the full, sure. full experience at seven o'clock at night. But um, but yeah, no, I think I think some of the designs on the jerseys could be a lot better. But you know, I'm a, I'm gonna start wearing. I have a couple other different jerseys, uh, that I was gonna wear. But you know, I'm moving, so I can I can find them. Uh, but let's talk about a little bit about the Euros. Um, you know, it was a, it was a great game today. Um, what did you guys think, Kampala? What did you think about the games today? Um, I have England, or I had England and Belgium as my favorites um, to win it all, so I'm kind of happy with the result. Um, it was a good game. The Ukraine game was, I guess, a bit more exciting at the end. Um, nasty red card. I didn't see the games yesterday, so I'm, I'm kind of sad about that because those were amazing. But yeah, I mean, England and Belgium are my favorites um, to win it all, so I, I'm okay. I'm happy. Yeah, I did, I did watch a little bit uh, of the England uh, England game versus Germany. Germany have, looks like they've they've fallen off, man. Ever ever since ever since Mexico, ever since Korea beat them in the World Cup, I think they they've gone down the trend, right? Yeah. So, but it it hasn't looked good for them, and with with all with so much talent, right, and them being previous World Cup uh, champions, you know, last couple times, but it's it, it's looked it hasn't looked good with them. Uh, Steve, were you able to catch the games today? Oh yeah, you know I've been following the tournament pretty, pretty extensively because it's part of work too. You know because I do a lot of I do I do a lot of stories on European soccer too. And um, I actually had it's funny because going into the tournament I had Portugal as my favorites, just mm. because I actually thought their squad for this tournament was better than the one in 2016 when they won the tournament, which no one kind of expected that. You know, like we don't really see that coming. You know, most of us at least. And then you know this, I think this new look Portugal team, they they looked good. You know, on paper, but I wasn't really convinced by, you know, their style of play. Really, I was kind of disappointed the way they, the way they lost that game against Belgium. As you know, like maybe except for the last 30 minutes or so when they really started pushing. But I think their manager kind of set them up to fail, to be honest with you, because they were playing way too conservatively, you know, considering the amount of attacking talents that they have. So I was kind of disappointed to see that. Um, and now with all, now with France out, it's like pretty much anybody's tournament, whoever's whoever survived so far. And I'm, I, I, 
I do think the strongest team is Italy right now of all the mm -hmm. teams that survived. But I just have this gut feeling all these teams that peak too early in tournaments, they end up not winning, which is the most disappointing thing, really. And I, I can I can see how England can just steal this and, and, and win the tournament probably for the first time ever, right? Yeah, they're going to bring it home. And what's that hashtag? Bring it home. Yeah. <laughs> football's, oh, football's coming home. Yeah, I think I think I mean them beating Germany today was was pretty special in the, in the way they yeah. did. I know Harry, Harry Kane at first didn't have a, a good game. I think I missed. He I think he had a shot. He had an opportunity to score, or um, and he didn't. But then I, I think he ended up scoring right the second goal. Um, I mean that's that's good for him, and I think it's good for them to get to get the win. But yeah, going back to yesterday's game, I, you know I, I don't know. I, I watch obviously European football and everything, but I'm not as as versed. But I was just like, look, the way France has all these so much talent, you know, I was just surprised that they like that they ended up losing after being up three one, right? And I think that's the magic and the excitement about this tournament. It doesn't matter whoever has a lead, like two goals, being two goals ahead is probably not, it's not the same safety net that it once it used to be because when a team was used to be 3-1, up 3-1, you know, you're like, oh, the game's over. But like clearly this tournament is like rewriting history and that that's not yeah. true. Like, you know, teams can score pretty, pretty quick. And I was very surprised that, that, that you know, that they went to penalties. But look, all my money is on Switzerland now. I got, I got to support the underdog. I'm going with them. I'm riding with them. We'll see, we'll see what happens. You know, we're, we're going to have to see what happens with that. But it's been a great tournament. I, I mean, I, I feel like everybody's definitely got their money's worth. Um, you know, it's, it's just been exciting to watch all of that. You know, I for me, what I think on this one, Pablo, is like, man, when can we get a tournament? Like, can we make the Copa America with, with Mexico and with USA, right? You know, like, why don't we just make, like, you have the Euros, all of European teams, right? Uh, even Russia is in the Euros, right? They're considered Eastern Europe or I think Asia. They're part of the part of the Asian continent. But like you know, I think we need to have that. If we can have Copa America over here with Mexico and the U.S., I, th I think it's just going to make it would make you that intensity a lot better. I know that Mexico's been in there in the past, but unfortunately, they're not in it this year. What What are your thoughts on that, JP? Um, yeah, I mean, it would it would definitely make the tournament stronger, give the winner, I guess, more credibility. Um, I would generate a lot more money um, if Comebol were smart. It would generate a lot of money. But if Mexico or U.S. end up winning it, then it just takes away, I guess, some prestige away from South America. Because South America is seen as like this hard continent where where everybody can beat everybody. And then, you know, Mexico and the U.S. aren't seen as, as that strong and aren't in the continent. And it's, I guess it's just South American pride at this point. Um, because yeah, Mexico, Mexican clubs aren't in the, in La Libertadores anymore and they haven't, you know, been in the Copa America, um, since what the 2016 one where it was here in the U S and ever since then, you know, the level or the invitees haven't, haven't been as strong. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's one thing I would like to see moving forward. Let me see what happens. Um, Steve, what, what's going on? What's going on with Korea? Uh, what, 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 what are they competing in? Is there a couple of tournaments? What's going on with the national team? Right. Uh, I mean, their full national team, uh, their senior national team just finished their World Cup qualifying. Um, I'm sure you guys are pretty familiar with it because Kim Moon-hwan played on the team. Um, he started two of the three games. Uh, they won all three of their remaining games in the second round of qualifying in, in Asia. So they've advanced to the final round of qualifying. And the draw for the final round of qualifying in Asia is actually, I believe it's in two days. Uh, I think mm. our time in LA, it's probably tomorrow night. If I if I remember correctly, so that's going to be really interesting. You know, Korean people are kind of hoping that we are grouped with Japan, who are the arch rivals for us. So um, that's that's kind of exciting. Um, but for the time being, what's really going to keep the Korean fans occupied is the Olympics, obviously, because this Korean team that are, that's that's going to Tokyo is probably one of the most talented teams that we're gonna we're gonna see Korea at this level you know this, especially in this this age group and um they're the squad is actually going to be announced in three hours which is the crazy part and then people really excited about that too because the, you know the last 18 the 18 man squad is going to be announced in about i believe 10 o'clock our time uh tonight that's going to be interesting mm -hmm. there's going to be a big big press conference in, in seoul today um so the olympics obviously a big 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 uh tournament for korea uh the, the fans don't take it as seriously as the world cup it's but it's probably the second biggest tournament for, for the for, for football fans in Korea. So that's that's really exciting. And the final round of World Cup for Korea is starting, I believe, in September. And you know, once that starts, 
that's you know people are going to be occupied for sure yeah that's interesting do you do you think uh kim Moon uh would make mm-hmm. is going to make the olympics or is he interested in that oh yeah I don't, I don't think he's one of the players available for it because you know he's not in that age group number one and i think the three overage players that, that the Korea is going to take, I think, I believe one of them, it's already, the decision has already been made. Uh, it's going to be Hwang Ijo, who plays in France, he's a striker. And then I believe other position, it's either going to be a center, central defender and uh, or, or or a winger. So that's okay. like the, the, the position that, that, that uh, Kim Moon-Han plays in, not really a necessity for for korea to pick uh an overage player for okay i was just i was just curious about that yeah um yeah before we get started i, I know there's uh guardado in the chat says uh what's up with the galaxy talk hey the galaxy talks is on monday nights at, at 7 p.m you guardado you're a day late but you can listen to that on spotify uh, podcast um but yeah let's talk about lfc man it was another it was another Ugly game for LFC, I would say. It was, it was a poor performance. The second half, I feel like the first half was, you know, they played great. They got the lead. Um, well, Paul, what were your thoughts going into the going into this game? I know you're about to take a, a sip there, yeah, my bad. Okay. But what it's were your okay. thoughts go, go, going into this game, right? They, they had just come off the win at FC Dallas. The, you know, you were there. We were both there at the stadium. The, the momentum was riding high. Um, what were your thoughts going into this game? I, I thought it was it was a true test, um, the first, I guess, final of the season. Um, and I thought LAFC could do it. LAFC, you know, it was going to be a hard-fought match. Um, what I saw in the first half, I expected, you know, like a 1-0, if anything, you know, hard-fought. But LAFC could pull it off and, you know, get, get the momentum going and, and, you know, for the for the rest of the season. But, you know, it did end up happening that way. But before, you know, before the game, I thought LAFC could do it and, you know, get the momentum they needed. Yeah, obviously it, it was it was a, a tough thing, Steve. I, I'm very curious on your on your thoughts because you, you I mean, this is your first time, first year covering the team. Um, mm-hmm. You know, be, being on the B and being being you know going to games as much, right? Obviously, with Kim Moon Wan, what were yeah. what were your th- what are your thoughts so far of the team? Obviously, it's ten games in. Uh, they got the victory right against FC Dallas. It's been, it's been right. a little bit consistently, but what mm-hmm. were your thoughts so far in, in these first ten games? I think you know because. I haven't followed LAFC as extensively as I am like this season, you know, up until like last season. But I did watch them from time to time because we've had Korean players in MLS before. And, you know, whenever they would play, whenever I happened to be in town or whatever, I would go cover the games or I would watch the game on TV on my laptop or whatever. And (laughs) I think it's a I think they're in a really weird place right now, LAFC, because I believe this is Bob Bradley's fourth season with the club. And, you know, fourth season for a manager, I think it's always a little weird, especially to start the season because they've already been through a cycle because, you know, three seasons, that's a that, that's a long time, especially in modern day, you know, modern football. That's, you know, for a manager to be in charge of a team for four years, I think it's a that's quite a long time. And I think LAFC so far, when you look at them, they're still a very, very competitive team. I can see why they've been one of the dominant teams until until last season in MLS. But it's just like. It's kind of weird when I watch them because it's 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 just like, you know, moment of breakdown defensively. They give up a goal and they 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 end up you know just not getting three points in that game. They either you know settle for a draw or they end up losing. And it's it, that that's always kind of like, it's tough to assess a team like that, especially this early in the season. I know we're nine games, ten games in now, um, but you know I think we just have to wait and see because we know like what. Bob Bradley and LAFC have been capable of, you know, like the way that they played at least until like two seasons ago, I think, because I think even last season towards the end, they didn't look like the same team. And like this season early on, they don't look like the team that they were, they once were. So it's kind of like so far, I'm a little bit disappointed with the results that they've been producing, but I can see like, I see promising signs within the team. So we'll see that we'll see if they can turn it around. But you know, a fourth season with the same manager, that it 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 could be tough. I think. Yeah, no, I mean, you you bring up great points. I want to get your thoughts because, like you said, you you haven't you haven't been covering this team from the start. I've been there since the start, Juan Pablo. But yeah, I mean, your your, your football knowledge is, is very credible, and you you've been covering the teams all all over the world. But yeah, I think to your point, it's been a disappointing start. Ten games in, you know, you're you're sitting what they're currently right now. They're sitting. Uh, I got the the chart up here. They're currently sitting in ninth place with twelve points. You know they're all the way at the bottom. Twelve points in nine, in, in ten games is not good. Uh, no matter which way you cut it, and I know there's been injuries and all that. But like this team, 
there's a system that they want to play and everything, but they just been they haven't been able to produce. But before we go dive, dive deep into that, I want to talk a little bit more about the first half. Great first half. Uh, you know, they pretty much dominated. Uh, they were all rolling. I was like, yo, they're gonna walk away if they keep this up. They're gonna walk away with three points. Your boy uh, Steve, uh, Kim Moon Won got the got the goal. Uh, it, it was an amazing play. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he is a real offensive threat. You know, I, I like his game and I like what he's able to do in, in that in that three five two formation. You know, playing playing as that wing back and being being a threat threat offensively. Um, I'm a I'm a play I'm a play the goal and then Juan Pablo wants your thoughts on this play. The Seattle Sounders have come into their own. Meanwhile, this is Cifuentes. One inside on the left foot, and his first goal for LAFC. The Korean international marks his arrival in splendid style. What a way to open his accounts. Just his second start for the club. It was an amazing finish, amazing goal. Juan Pablo, what were your thoughts on that play? Yeah, I mean, um, I didn't expect him to score out of everybody. Um, I'm just being honest. I, I see him more as an assister. Um, but if I'm not mistaken, like shortly before that, he had another chance and he decided to pass it instead of shooting. Um, so, you know, he took the took the chance. You know, he has enough experience. He represents Korea. You know, it's not like he's a, a, a youngster that LAFC have gotten, you know, like their other signings. You know, he has experience. He knows what to do more or less. Um, so, yeah, he, he cut in. Uh, great ball by Cifuentes, you know, the middle had a great first half, creating chances, opening spaces, um, and Moon, you know, plays wide and, and fast, so he, he, he was open, you know, he took it, he took two defenders with him, and then, you know, slotted in with his left, which is, I guess, more impressive, because, you know, he's a righty, um, so yeah, it was a great goal, you know, really, really gave LAFC the, the momentum they needed going into the half, um, you know, really making them believe that they could win this, but, you know, it, it, second half changed it. Yeah, no, to, to your point, he did have an opportunity uh, before that uh, to take a shot on goal. He didn't, but he, he did capitalize on this, and I really like yeah. that. He was able to score, and he's going on with this momentum. Steve, talk to me about this play and his goal. Yeah, I mean, I would be lying if I were to say that I wasn't surprised by the fact that he scored because he's not, you know, we all know he's not a, he's not a goal-scoring player. He never has been. He probably never will be. So this probably will be one of the very few goals he'll score for LAFC. So let's <laughs> let you know let, let let's clear that first. But I think in terms of the way he has played in these last two games, when he's you know because he's only he only, he just started starting for LAFC, you know, which is what really kind of kind of threw us off in Korea because you know we sort of expected you know he's going to LAFC you know we this is a player that we expected to go to Europe at one point but you know he's playing playing in MLS which which we don't see as you know one of the one of the best leagues in the world you know let's be honest about that but we all expect him to be that permanent starter from the start of the season but you know he's had some health issues and I think competition for him he's starting to find out is not really that easy for him because Tristan Blackman's a good good player he's a solid solid player and but I think in terms of the way that he's played in these last two games definitely definitely impressive but not a big surprise because this is this is the way he plays you know he's a very attacking fullback um defensively he could be a liability depending on how you line up defensively but I do think going forward um you know, his ability to attack, his ability to make those runs into, runs into the box, even without the ball, you know, with or without the ball, those are things that he can do. So, in, like, aside from the goal, um, everything that I'll, everything else that I've seen from him, um, you know, some of the things that I expected to see from him to start the season, but he's obviously had some 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 health issues. So, you know, in terms of his style of play and what he's been able to uh, uh, contribute in these last two games, not, not a big surprise, to be honest with you. No, and I think you you hit on a lot of great points there. I think we're really seeing right where where he's the most capable, and I think it's offensively. Uh, I know I think at times defensively he does get caught up in times, but like I mean, him coming off coming off the bench, I mean him starting these last two games has been has been amazing, and you're really starting to see his flourish. Because I know when I talked to you at the start, see the first time I talked to you, you were like, hey, you know, we're looking for him to start, and I knew there was going to be competition there with Tristan Blackman because I, I saw the job Tristan Blackman was going to mm-hmm. do so. 
I like that they've gone with this 3-5-2. So I, I meant to talk about the lineup. So let, let's talk about the lineup. So Bob Bradley went with three three center backs, essentially Eddie Segura, Jesus Murillo, and, and Tristan Blackman. Obviously on the wing, he had Kim Moon-Wan, Latif Blessing, Eduardo Twista, Jose Sinfuentes, and then Marco Fafan. And then up top, he started Diego Rossi and Danny Masevsky. So that that was like how the how the first half uh, shaped up w- with the lineup, and I thought to me it was interesting, you know, looking at the lineup that I like that Kim Moon started. The only thing that it was interesting for me was that Vela wasn't starting, right? And I know he had three games, he had three games in one like six days or whatever how many days, right? It was three games, pretty quick. And I think that to me, in my mind, I was like, all right, he probably he probably doesn't play the first half. He probably starts the second half or whatever. Um, you know, looking at this game, it was a very winnable game. But I think once the second half started, um, I was very surprised by the substitutions. I was very surprised that K came in for Cifuentes. Before we get into more of that, Cifuentes had a, had a great first half. He he was dangerous. He was creating opportunities. He was doing a lot of things that that I was like, okay, Cifuentes had just gotten a goal. I think the previous game he he done a lot of different things, and I was I was really liking that. What were your thoughts on Jose Cifuentes' uh, first half, JP? Yeah, like you said, it was a great game. Um, it was just a great game overall. The middle was good. Um, the back three looked solid. Um, the wing backs, you know, with Farfan and Moon looked great. Gave width and were offensive. But yeah, I mean, Cifuentes gave. Yeah, Kimu won the assist. He had a great game. His best game was um, against Dallas, and then he had another one um, to, uh, Saturday. But, you know, he gets taken out at half, which is, you know, we'll get to in later. Um, but, yeah, his first half was great. The whole the whole team played good in the first half. You know, they should have capitalized on another opportunity. But, you know, 1-0 at half is not bad against Casey. Yeah. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on uh, Jose Cifuentes now that you've been able to see the, this team, Steve? He looks like a good player. He looks like a good player. And I do think, you know, speaking of the 3-5-2 formation, I think that is probably because one of the things that I've noticed about LAFC from the times I've seen them, you know, even before this season, is that they're only capable of playing. They've, I mean, at least until this season, I mean, we're only starting to see like signs of it. But I think up until last season, they really look like a team that's only capable of playing one way. And if things don't go their way, they kind of they they struggle and they they and and they they turn like you know because playoff games are different you know mm-hmm. like I know there's a big debate I know there's a big debate in America about whether the playoffs are, it's a, it's a it's a it's a suitable system for 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 this sport and, and and whatnot but you know it is what it is right you know to to win to win MLS you have to go through the playoffs and you have to win it and I think for a team like LAFC what they really needed going into this season was some kind of you know a tactical versatility where they can play different styles of the game, make adjustments accordingly. And I think we see the efforts that Bob Bradley is making to kind of make the team suitable to play that way, but it really hasn't been working as effectively so far. So that's why I say we're only nine, 10 games into the season right now. So it's hard to make, you know, like a, like a final, you know, assessment on the, on like the, I'm not sure what to make of this season just yet, but mm. you know we just have no, to wait and see. But so far, you don't it's, have to give me your a, thoughts on the season. Yeah. I, more on Jose Cifuentes yeah. and what he did in, yeah. in the midfield, because uh, we'll, we'll we'll get later into that. Because I, I know I know where I know where your mind's at. I know where your mind's yeah. at because it's it's not <laughs> looking good. Let's let's put it this way: it's not looking good for right. AFC. Yeah, it's not. It, yeah. Look, there's no other way to put it. They they they're playing poor ten games in, right? And we're gonna get more into that. But I think when we look at the midfield, I think the midfield of Jose Cifuentes. Latif Blessing and um, Eduardo Twist. I, I was blinking on his name. Eduardo Twist. That is very solid. That is very solid. And I think I like that midfield a lot more because of the capabilities and the versatilities that you that you see, right? Twist is not coming off the bench. That, that's a fact. But yeah. I think to me, Latif Blessing and Jose Sanfuentes, I've said this in the start, those guys should be the starters and those guys should get more minutes. Uh, JP, give me, give me your thoughts on, on the midfield. Yeah, like you said, I mean, I think um, this is the, the midfield that should start the rest of the season if everybody, you know, stays on the team. Um, K can come off the bench or, you know, be in, be in the rotation. But, you know, for big games, I think Jose Cifuentes, Atuesta, and Blessing are the, are the three you should go with. Um, both Atuesta and Cifuentes have a mid-range shot. Um, you know, they can shoot from outside the 18, which is dangerous. Um, and sometimes you just got to let it rip and see where it goes. And then Blessing is the, the recoverer and the one that, that brings energy into the midfield. And, you know, it brings... Um, energy to the whole LAFC team when he's in. Um, and you saw that in the second half when he wasn't in there. 
Yeah, and I think I think that. So like right going going into going into the second half, right? The the substitutions are made. Uh K comes in for C Fuentes, Baird comes in for Musovsky. Um Steve, were you surprised with the substitutions at halftime, uh, how well they were playing? Um, to me, because to me, let me just put it this way. Bob Bradley has never made substitutions of two players at halftime from what I can recall. I know he's made some at half, some at halftime one player, but from what I recall, he's never made two. I could be wrong on that, but I've never seen that. Were you surprised by, by those substitutions? Yeah, I mean, more so than the substitutions, I was just surprised that they sort of changed the way that they were playing. You know, because the first half looked it looked pretty solid. I mean, I don't think, I didn't, I didn't think they were perfect, but it looked pretty solid. It looked like a performance that they can really build on. And then he kind of went away from what the team was trying to do in the first half. And that was what really surprised me. The substitutions obviously, you know, I think contributed to that. So yes, I was surprised, but you know, I was just surprised to see them play in a different way because the first half, you know, you considering that it was an away game, Look, everything looked pretty. Everything looked pretty solid, and then you know the second half things just things just went south, and I think the, the changes that he made sort of you know contributed to that. Yeah, I think. I mean, to me, those subs, the subs made a change of the momentum. I know some people may say the Tristan Blackman uh, red card, right? Of course, that, that 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 impacts the game, but I think the momentum that they were having. And what was broken? It's like one of those things. The thing that I would think it's like if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? And they didn't need a sub at the 45th minute or and going into halftime. See if we could have played another what 10, 20 minutes if you want to get in another midfielder and do it later, right? Do it in the 67th. The game wasn't out of reach, and I don't think this was a tactical. I mean, I don't think this was an injury. Uh, maybe maybe Danny Masevsky could come out, but I the, that I wasn't expecting uh, Corey Barry to come in. I was expecting Carlos Vela to come in. That was the only thing in my mind. I was like, if there's a sub, it's going to be Carlos Vela. He's going to play the 45, and right that makes sense, right? Vela for court for court. I mean, for Danny Masevsky. Juan Pablo, give me give me your thoughts on, on yeah, the subs. Yeah, I mean, the substitution just don't make sense. Um, you're winning one zero with a new with a new formation. Um, and it's looking good. It's working out. It's working for you. You were out possessed, but that's you know, um, granted. You know, the five, the five in the back is more or less a defensive formation at times. Um, so LAFC looked a bit back in the first half. But you bring Carlos Vela in at halftime. You don't bring him in in the 50, 57th minute in the middle of the second half. You know, it's kind of just a weird substitution or a weird time to bring him in. Um, you you bring him in at half. You know, saying okay, we're gonna put you in and we're gonna kill off this game two zero. And you know, Sporting Casey's not gonna come back. Um, you know, you take out Blessing and, and, and Cifuentes, you know, the two motors in the midfield. So it's obviously going to shake everything up. And then you obviously saw it. And like like Steve said, the way the way LAFC came out was just not the same as the first half. And, you know, more than the subs, it was just, I guess, an attitude or maybe the attitude changed with the subs. Um, but, yeah, it felt like a different formation, even though it wasn't. And, you know, they just looked sloppy at the beginning of the, of the second half, which, you know, cost them, cost them the game. Yeah, I think it did. It really did the substitutions because it wasn't it wasn't the same team starting the second half. And I think the one thing that I was I was I was what really I was just like scratching my head. I was like, why, why? Okay, like Sifu's having a great game, right? K has not been as consistent, right? And he 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 has not been the player that he once was. And to me, um, I think to me, I think this is where where Bob Riley has is getting it wrong in the midfield with K. Um, if you want to bring in K, bring him in later in the game bring them in the 70th 80th minute like it's clear to me that bob bradley's not seeing the same thing we're seeing uh okay you know <laughs> he's he's just not and it's just like i know a lot of people have said that maybe there's some favoritism there towards k i know k has been uh obviously trashed by the fans and everything and, and, and on all social media right and, and some of that some of that you know it i feel like it's unfortunate that happens because i know k he's a great he's a great guy but he's just not playing his best football and and the player that's playing the best right now is jose Fuentes. and jose Fuentes is rolling right now so whether it's bob bradley playing the favoritism or whether bob bradley really wants to get k in rhythm he lost his game because he wanted to put k in you know, and I think that's what I read into it, that he wanted to get K and he wanted to get some minutes. He wanted to, to get him rolling. But I think you only bring in a player that is struggling when you're already winning and you already sealed the essentially sealed the deal uh, with them. And on the on the substitution, uh, what minute was it? Uh, court court or they came in at the fourth. Vela comes in, in the 57th minute. Yeah. Vela was able, able to get in rhythm. I, I think I think for me, what I would have liked to see 
it's either you know Vela comes in for uh, Danny Masovsky at halftime. Hey, let him let him get in rhythm right away. Or Vela comes in for uh, if you want to switch it up, you, Vela comes in for uh, Tristan Blackman, and you go back to the four three three. You put in Kim Moon one at at the, at the right back, and you have Danny Mas- you have Danny Masovsky, Vela, Rossi, and then you know the midfield like. That's one of the two things that I that that I saw changing because Tristan Blackman was not having a good game. He, he was really struggling, and maybe it was because it, it was getting he was getting caught a lot there, even with the with the three center backs. But the, that I don't I think that's where Bob Gallery got got it wrong, and that's where I think I don't know what what it is because it, it's it's not making sense that I don't know how Bob Bradley could not see those things, and I don't know what what's playing into that. Right, Steve, outside looking in. Um, what what were your thoughts on Vela coming in at the fifty seventh minute? Well, I mean, I do think, you know, theoretically, it could make sense that he came on at at that point because you know they were playing on short rest and you know Vela's had some injury problems to start the season, so it. I wouldn't say it's complete nonsense that he came off uh, that, that he came on, you know, at, at, a, at a later at a later stage, but I mean, I, it's just that. Even with Vela on the pitch, I do think that LAFC, they just don't have that spark that they once had in the final third, especially. And I think that's the most disappointing thing because uh, even, you know, in the, we're, we're talking about the midfield too. Um, you know, Atuesta, Cifuentes, you know, Blessing. It looks like a really good cohesive unit, that's for sure. But I do think defensively, they could be a little bit soft. And I think that could potentially contribute that could have been contributing to some of the defensive lapses that they've had this season, because I think defensively overall, they're pretty solid, but at the same time, they have these, you know, moments of breakdowns and that's what really has let them down this season. So, you know, that's been one of the biggest frustrations for me when we're watching this team. Yeah. Well, JP, what were your thoughts on, on Vela coming in that, in the 57th minute? I just think it's the overall message Bob Bradley sends on with him, you know, um, coming in kind of what, at the 57th, it's like he kind of didn't know what he wanted to do. He didn't know if he wanted to kill off the game or he wanted to control the game. I think he just should have came in at half. You know, you can you can sub Corey Baird and, and Mark Anthony Kay in, but you also put Bella in the 45th minute because, like you said, um, he's he's your number 10. He needs to be involved. He needs to be in the game. And the, the, fat, the easiest way for him to be involved, get his touches in, you know, get his confidence up in the game is at half. You know, not in the middle of the game where momentum is shifting, you know, KC has the bar or, or whatever it may be. It, it's just not the, the smartest time to make the sub because it's not like KC had just tied the game. You know, you were still up 1-0 and, and it, I just don't think it was it was the right time for, for that substitution. Yeah, no, and I think the, the thing on that, I think we've seen too many of the similar mistakes uh for LA, I've seen. I think Bob Bradley, his his adjustments. I think that's one of the things that I've seen covering in these last four years. Those are one of the things he's he's, he's he, at times he gets challenged. He's very challenged. He struggles with because you're winning the game. You you got the momentum and um you you kill the flow, which what I saw. Though though you had some type of flow, and you kind of kill the flow with what's going on, what's been working, and then. Unfortunate, right? Whether he does, he doesn't know when he wants to put Vela in or whatever. I don't know in the conversation. Hey, you're only going to play thirty minutes or twenty five minutes or whatever. Um, but even if Vela plays twenty five minutes, does he really make that big of an impact in twenty five minutes? I don't think so. Like I don't, I don't think so. Like it's Vela is not a sub. Vela Vela starts a game, right? He, he's not necessarily a sub. I get it. He's just playing playing uh, these games. Like if a player is only going to play twenty five thirty minutes, yeah, he can be impactful, but. Uh, not Vela. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't really see it, especially how this team has been so up and down. I really felt like forty-five minutes uh, could have really helped Vela a lot. Comes in. Or let's play. Let's play the timeline. Comes in the fifty-seventh minute, fifty-eighth minute. Tristan Blackman gets gets a red card, and that, that and then the game uh, to me pretty much I was right there. It was it was a matter of time. What what were your thoughts as soon as uh, Tristan Blackman got that red card, Steve? Well, I mean, you kind of just like from LAFC standpoint, I do think that they were at a point where maybe they can get it away with a draw at least. Because I think if they, if this was a draw for them, 1-1, one, one, they take this result. I think they would have been content with it. But to give away two goals, you know, because it wasn't like there was a whole lot of time left. I mean, about what was it, about 30 minutes or so? You know, it's a long enough time for you to concede two goals. But, you know, considering the amount of talent that they still had on the pitch, I do think... You know, giving up two goals in the last 30 minutes to throw the game away, that was 
just, just like really disappointing to see, you know, and with, with the changes that he's made that just didn't go LAFC's way, just overall, it was a big disappointment. Yeah, no, they, they, what, what were your thoughts on that play on, and on Tristan Blackman, JP? Um, You know, he gave the ball away, I think. He gave the ball away or, or yeah, he gave a bad pass. And then, you know, he just, he just, Shallowy just got, just got past him because, you know, Shallowy's having a great season right now. He got past him and, you know, he had to pull him. Um, you know, I was watching the game with my mom. My mom was like, I don't think she was like, I, he shouldn't have pulled them. Maria was, was right there. You know, <laughs> she would have, he would have got it for him. I um, love it. I love the mom takes. Yeah. Cause, yeah she, she's a soccer mom, but, um, she's like, Maria, Maria could have, could have slid in there. She, he didn't have to grab him, but I was like, yeah, but you know, you don't, you don't go off. What ifs, you know, you go off the safe one and he pulled them. Um, going back to the Vela last point was Vela went in and then Rossi shifted to the middle. So that was, again, another confusing thing. Um, and then, especially with the red card with Blackman, that's when Bob Bradley says, okay, I still have two subs. I need a, we, need a, we need to, you know, save this result. You know, 1-1 one, one is okay because, you know, it's still 1-0. You know, he needed to make a sub instantly because you're playing five in the back and you lose a center back. You need to make a substitution instantly. But then the camera focuses on Bob Bradley and he just stunned, silent with his arms crossed. And, and, you know, that's just not the message you want to you wanna give off. You know, you, you go to your bench, you know, you go to your assistants, because it's not like it's just Bob Bradley coaching by himself. You know, he ha so his has to, assistants have to, you know, help him and aid him. If, if Bob Bradley isn't getting it right, his assistants need to see, hey, okay, we're down a man, and he was one of our center backs. It's not like there's a man in the midfield center back, you know, put, put, put a Harvey or, or Fallen, uh, which we'll get to later, I'm sure. But, you know, you need to make another adjustment there. Yeah, I'm with you on that. That that is that's the thing. When you when you know one of your center backs gets a red card, yeah, you still have uh, uh, Eddie Segura and Jesus Maria, but like you need to pull an offensive player to bring in a bring in a, a defender, right? And that's why I was like, okay, I don't know if he's gonna take out Baird. Uh, he just put him in. It kind of doesn't make sense, right? I was like, my my instinct was okay. He's gonna pull either someone from the midfield, either Latif or or uh, or Diego Rossi. It was because those were the players that. That's what to me kind of made sense in my mind, and I was like, okay, you pull someone, you let Jordan Harvey or fall, um, and it didn't happen. What were your, what were your thoughts? Did you expect a, a change after that red card, Steve? I did, and but I didn't really see a change. I mean, you know, who knows what Bob Bradley was trying to do? But in terms of the way the game played out, I didn't really see a sign of a team that was gonna change the way that they were playing and and it just i think the intensity dropped too after the red card and i think that was the biggest factor in terms of them you know giving up two goals and losing um so just overall i think the last not even after the red card but leading up to that red card as well pretty much the entire second half was just a big disappointment for me because the intensity dropped by at least like two notches i think and that was you know lafc this is a team that thrives when they they're playing at a high intensity and once that goes away it's they're, they're just not the same team anymore. Yeah, no, I, I think to me it was it was it was it was, it was kind of shocking because it was just like you made all these subs. Maybe because he already made all these subs, he, maybe he was like, you know what, maybe we can see, maybe we can save this. And I think to me, like you know, whether you go back to whatever whatever lineup you can go or formation you can go back, I think you you really needed a sub. You really need to bring a, another defender. And you know, substitute uh, an offensive threat. Let me know if my guy, my video is his uh, G man again with the comments. He said, "Your video, your vid is the only one fuzzy. Are you doing streaming with your OnlyFans?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I don't have an OnlyFans. I, I'm not making. I'm not one of those people that's making a million dollars on the side just posting pictures of whatever whatever it is they, they post on there. <laughs> G man, you're you're hilarious, brother. I, I love I love your comments. Um, um hey Layla, we'll get into some of the comments um francisco he says if i was bob i would bench k until he learns his lesson that that unfortunately he, says <laughs> he sucks i would talk to the office to buy two quality players to help the starting 11 um i mean that that's very harsh but uh you know i mean i mean that is that, there's the the truth from from a fan right there k is k has not been good um, I'm not going to go as far as saying he sucks because I don't think any player that plays in the MLS sucks. But like I know fans yeah. have, have a different point of view, um, and they're and they're very honest in the in the ways. But I think K K is not is not to me is is not been. If you're talking about a champ a team that once has championship aspirations, K is not there at this season so far. And he he he, he and I think Jose Sanfuentes and a couple other people should get that start. And I've been saying that. Um, did you have a thought, Steve? No, I mean, I, I do think, hey, you know, like, 
fundamentally he's a good player, but this season I think you're definitely right that his just form hasn't been where it was until until last season. And you still do see in moments what he's capable of. I mean, he's a good passer. He's a physical presence in midfield, so he provides a lot of the things I think that Bob Bradley needs from his midfielder, at least you know one of the three midfielders that he plays often. And and that, but the frustration from him is that he makes critical mistakes that cost games for his team and i think that's been the biggest letdown for him overall performance i don't think it has been that bad but it's the mistakes that have been really costly for him and you know yeah when you're playing in that position because he's a midfielder who plays in his own half a lot and when you make mistakes like that it's going to cost games for your team so yeah yeah, that's 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 probably been the biggest frustration with him and you can't overlook that jp give me give me your thoughts on Kay. Um, <laughs> I think he deserves to be benched. Um, he deserves to be benched. Um, I don't think he shouldn't not play. Um, I just think he just shouldn't be a starter. Um, he, he's, he's been given what seven games this season and he just hasn't lived up to the expectation. It's not the K from last se- from seasons past that, you know, he wasn't the best midfielder, but he didn't make these mistakes. Um, he didn't cost, cost LAFC points. Um, so I think he, he's at times a liability and he just doesn't deserve to start at times, you know? Maybe, you know, he he's, comes off the bench the next three games and, you know, does great performances. Then maybe he gets a start as a, as a rotational midfielder. But I, I in, in the tough games, he's just not the starter for me. Yeah, no, I, mean, I think I think it's very clear. I think he needs to earn earn that spot because I, I think his passing, that is the biggest thing. It's, it's, you'll have one great pass and then you'll have another bad pass. And unfortunately, <laughs> the first goal that led to that was because of K. Right, I think you even heard the, the announcer say, "Oh, you know, this play was by, by K." And I think um, that is the thing: the mistakes. Oh, his his mistakes overlook everything solid that he's done on the field. You just, you just, to me, you can't overlook that. The mistakes uh, trump anything positive he's done because the mistakes are so costly. They cost the goal. They cost this. They cost the momentum. And I think you know, if someone wants to tell you otherwise, that's totally fine. But that is not what I'm seeing. My eyes don't lie. I, I, you know, I feel like I have a very good understanding of this game. And just right now, K is going through going going through a tough tough period. And I think the only to me in my eyes is you know get get him coming off the bench, but not at the 45th minute, not the 45th minute. He would he would have to come in like at the 70th, 80th minute. You know, get him momentum and stuff like that because it, it shouldn't it shouldn't it shouldn't be like you know. And I think to me now, I, I've been hearing a lot of this. And you know there is there what there is a lot of favoritism towards K. I think after this game kind of cleared that to me because the way Sifu had played and he had been playing the last two games. Look, Kim one had been playing solid. Man deserved to start. Man, he deserved to start again to this past game, and he deserves to start moving forward. Right? Whether what obviously uh, Blackman's not going to be available because of the red card. I feel the same way about Jose Sinfuentes. He scored that one goal and he's been playing great, and I feel like he deserves to start. He deserves all the minutes until say Kim gets tired or, you know, Jose Sinfuentes gets tired, right? But that wasn't the case necessarily. Or, you know, look, Tristan Blackman, it was not his game, right? He he deserves to have some bad games. This was his bad game, you know? And I think he, I think Tristan Blackman could probably, probably been pulled out a little sooner. Uh, even with that yellow card, he, he just didn't have a game. But also I think the dramatics with this game too, it, it started to rain as well. It, it was just, once it started to rain, I was like, well, this is not good for Vela and, and his injuries. Two, they're down a man, and and now this is like the perfect story for for, for sporting KC. Um, give give me your thoughts on, on Latif Blessing, JP. Um, he's I I label him as Arcante. Um, he's just always running, he's always there. Okay. He, recovers, like he recovers the ball, and you know he gives it to the to the to the offensive creators, which are, which are Cifuentes and Atuesta. You know to push the ball forward. But you know he's box to box. He's always he's always pressing. He's pressing everywhere. He's pressing in the back line. He's pressing in the midfield. He's pressing up top. You know he's always there. Um, I liked his association with Kim. I think he's the one that has the most chemistry with Kim. You know they were doing one twos down the down the wing against Dallas and Kansas City. Um, I guess you saw it less with Dallas because he was playing the right Moon was playing the right back role. But you know Latif Baba said it. He's the He's the energy of the team, and you you definitely saw it when he wasn't playing. You know these last three three two or like two or three games in the season. You know which was he was, you know randomly just dropped off the starting lineup. Um, you know Latif is the energy, and you know some games are going to come down to energy and, and personality, which Latif is, is always going to have. Um, so yeah. What are, what are your uh, Steve? What are your, what are your thoughts on, on Latif and the job he's done? Yeah, no, I mean I've always liked him. 
even even in the seasons past, whenever I saw him play, because he the thing about him is that he plays multiple positions too, and that's another big big plus, especially in modern football. I think when you can play, well, he can play right back, he can play as a he can play as a as, as a midfielder, and he can play as a winger. You know, when you can provide that kind of versatility, you know, especially in a time like this, at this point of the season, when your schedule is starting to get, you know crammed um more more than 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 the start of the season i think it really helps for to have a player like that who provides multiple skills no matter what kind of pos- what what position he plays it's really I, I think it helps a lot and i think uh blessing's form has actually improved gradually um uh, this season i think to start the season he wasn't the same player that he was before but now over the last i think two three games he's he, he's looked he's looked like the player that that, that, that he once was and it was, that was that was really nice to see yeah all right so now now let's talk a little bit more about the team let's talk about Brad bradley um let's get a little bit more in depth obviously i'm gonna pull this uh, thing uh, the 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 table again so i see right now they sit in ninth 12 points in 10 games, right? Not the LAFC where it comes to, them to not the not the type of championship team that, you know, that we expect to do. I don't think anybody expected, all right? It's been, it's been very, very disappointing. Um, I think for me, it's like the job that Bob Bradley has done has uh, it, been very poor in these 10 games. And I know people will say, like, the injuries and all that. But even if you have injuries, you find a way. Fourth season, right? You, you said it, Steve, to start, to start the show. This is when the team understands everything. And four years already, four years in, um, I know it's early. Look, it's 10 games. They've played, I did. I think I did the math. They played uh, 30% of the games. They're, they're going to play 34 games this season. They've played 30% games. And this next month, uh, what are we, we're going to be in July. They play six games in July. 17 games will be half the season. So I think this next month is going to tell us a lot about this team. I know there's a lot. I know there's a lot of um, the, there's not a lot of patience with Bob Bradley right now and, and with the fans. Um, but give me give me your thoughts on Bob Bradley, uh, uh, Steve, and, and what would you like to see moving forward for him? I mean, I think consistency, because like I said, uh, when you watch LAFC this season, you still see signs of a team that can really really play, but you want to see them put together a string of good results because right now that's not happening. And, you know, when you're a team with players that are as talented as LAFC and you're not producing results consistently, even at home, I think that becomes a big, big problem. Um, And and I mentioned that this is his fourth season. And if, you know, by fourth season, you don't know what you're going to get from a coach who's been around for so long. I think that in and of itself is an issue, too. Um, So maybe... It could be this could be a situation where where you know one or two months later we're saying I think Bopper has a relationship with LAFC has kind of run its course. So I think you're right when you say that you know this next month or so will you know give us a much clearer picture. I th- I, I agree with that. Yeah, I, th- I think it is because that's a that's a half of the games and say they're not going good then you could still salvage the second half. Unfortunately, I don't I don't like right. to get too ahead. I don't like to get too ahead, but it. Ten games in, fourth 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 year in, fourth year in. It's not it's not looking good. But any anything happened. JP, give me give me your honest thoughts about Bob Bradley. Um, I just think it's a it's an attitude issue, and he doesn't commit. And when he does commit, um, the things don't go his way. And what I mean by that is, um, he started with five in the back. He did a new formation. They were winning one zero. You don't you don't touch that formation if it's working because you you stick with your four three three and every and more 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 or less all the teams in MLS know know your four three three and how you're gonna play. So if you're gonna try out this new formation and it's working, you're supposed to commit to it. But you know he makes these subs, which ultimately you know don't work out. You know cost him the goal with K, um, and and he just doesn't commit. And when he does commit, you know against New York City, he, he committed with the four three three. K K makes the mistake and he doesn't take him out. So he commits to the wrong things. And, and it's going to end up costing you. And this is like, like Steve said, his fourth season, you know, this isn't uh, uh, um, his first rodeo here. And, you know, he knows MLS. He, know, he, he's, he, you know, there's a, there's a Bob Bradley school of coaches, you know, there's a lot of coaches that have gone under him and, you know, he's looking like the, like the rookie and, and, you know, all these other coaches that have been under him, you know, kind of, I guess, can see these things that he's not. Um, so if, and I, it, my issue is if he doesn't have a good July, if he doesn't have a good next month, you know, he should ultimately be sacked because LAFC is a championship winning team. But the thing is, who do we bring in? You know, it's it's a front office decision of do we do we <laughs> all, all, our, all our kids, 
in a new coach or do we keep this system that, you know, more or less isn't working? And, you know, going back to the, oh, like an old comment, you know, I think LAFC need a center back and a nine. And, you know, Bob Riley can easily say, well, I don't have a number nine. So obviously my formation isn't going to work or my system isn't going to work. But I still think you have enough pieces to not be, to be at least in playoff position, you know, to be like in Houston spot or, or the rapid spot, you know, obviously not a top three because of the injuries, but he doesn't have these excuses, I think, to be, to be ninth. Like there's, he doesn't have enough, enough of a say to be ninth, you know, Um, that's, that's where I stand. I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you had a great point there. Uh, You know, I just want to get some of the, some of the comments. Uh, LFC live says, look at our way records. Not pretty. Uh, preach Steve. Um, he says, when JP speaks, I listen. Um, so, you know, and I, and you guys are hitting the nail on the head because I, I really do feel like, you know, with Bob Bradley, there, there shouldn't be any excuses going into your fourth year and, and the experience he has in the MLS and what he's been able to do. I know that the injuries have been unfortunate. Maybe that may, maybe the, the, the injuries I'll give him, it's out of his control, maybe. And also potentially bringing the players, but like, unfortunately for these players that they've brought in and what these are not the, the players that I, that I think right there, their players are playing the US. So it's not like, right. I, I cover galaxy and I, and I don't like, like to bring up the other teams when I, when I'm doing, when I'm talking about a specific team, but they're getting players from, from France, right. They're getting players. We don't know who these players are, but they're coming from a different part of the country. They're coming from <laughs> like France. Right. But if you're a fan of something, that's exciting. Right. But when you're getting players, from USL or from, you know, here, there that are young um, and unexperienced and, you know, still have to get their feet wet. I think that's where the frustration comes because I think this team, to me, you're, you're missing a little bit more elite veteran chip veteran. You need a little bit more, you don't need to get a Iguain type of player, but you need some players with a little bit more experience. And I think that's what, that's what they're really lacking. And then they, they tend to go to be really, really young. And it's, unfortunately it's not working. I think obviously the Brian, Brian Rodriguez situation, they they still don't have a, a DP another DP spot so, uh, and I, I think it's tough where where this team is going to go this next month because I I can't predict and I think if Bob Bradley's not able to get it done this next month um I, I think you're going to have to start looking at a different team now is it the front office going to be able to make that decision because this is their first time this is the first time ever dealing with this situation there's other teams in the league that they've gone through this through this uh, downward spiral where you're expected to meet these expect be higher than your expectations and you're not. And this is the first time for LFC. And I think we're going to learn about a lot, a lot about the front office, a lot about the team, a lot about these players, because some of these players are, are starting to crack under pressure. They, they are. And, it, and it's, I, I never felt like they were, it was too much pressure for them, but now I'm really starting to see it. Some of these players, the pressure is getting to them, you know, and, and unfortunately they're not being able to produce. And what the player would play with, with so much of this talent and so much of what they've had in these last couple of years, it, to me, it's, it's very head scratching. And I, I hope I'm hopeful they, they turn things around. But I want to bring up, I want to bring up a comment from Katie. She always has great comments. She said, we thought we had so much depth this year. We don't have depth. We need true experience uh, players on LAFC. Well, what are your thoughts about this depth of the team, uh, Steve? You're like, I think it's, I think it's interesting that you bring up, you know, the need for a player with more experience and veteran leadership, because I remember after the, 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 the FC Dallas game, you know, in the press conference, I asked fella about what he thought about Kim Moon performance. And he mentioned, I was kind of surprised by it, to be completely honest with you. He mentioned how, Oh, you know, uh, Kim is a player of experience that we, you know, one of the expectations that we have for him is to provide that experience for the team. And I was kind of going, Really? Because he's, you know, you know, in Korea, we don't really see him as one of the more experienced players. He's a 25-year-old mm. player who's been playing most of his career in the second division. You know, he's one of the up-and-coming players, if anything, from mm. you know, for like the way the way we see it. But you know, I mean, I get what Vela is trying to say in the sense that you know he's a player with national team experience. He's played in international tournaments before, so I understand what he's trying to say. But if you're looking for a veteran leadership, like the word you mentioned, you know, veteran leadership or like experience. He's not exactly a veteran player. And if mm-hmm. that's something that LAFC needs, you're not going to get that from Kim Moon-Hwan. I mean, you you make oh. a great point on that because I think the reason why Vela said that, I, I mean, I'm just yeah. I'm just going to just just theorize on this is because all the players he's playing with are so young. So when yeah, you have right. a player that hey, right Kim yeah. Moon-Hwan, oh, he plays on the national team, he you know, he's coming from a I think instantly Vela's like, oh, we, we know mm-hmm. what South Korea did to Germany or whatever. Like, you know, mm-hmm. he's probably thinking along those lines. And I'm, oh, I right, would right. be I would be thinking along those lines too. But I think that also uh, on top of that, 
for what you just said, that just mm-hmm. means to me that Vela sees the same thing and like, look, we don't have that much experience. And if in your point, like you're saying, I don't Kim Boomont's not gonna practice is gonna give LFC that that experience. And I don't and I I don't know his English, how well his English is, uh, Steve. You you obviously know that way better than I do, but I don't I don't his he English just, isn't great, my man. It's not great. <laughs> so, it's not so great. okay, yeah. so so another point. It's not like he's gonna be like, yo, come on, guys, like you know, let, let's do it, right? Yeah. I, I'm assuming there's a translator there. Mm-hmm. And that and that that's a very thing. That's a big thing for concern right there because it's like if Vela's mm-hmm. not having a good game, Diego Rossi's not having a good, game, and you have all these all uh, right. very talented youngsters. Who's going to be the guy that's going to be like, all right, you know what? This second half, we need it. We need to go in there. We need to win by all means, even if it's an ugly win. I don't feel like they're having. Oh, someone's phone went off. I don't know if they're having those type of conversations. Uh, JP, what what are your thoughts on, on getting some veteran leadership on this team? Yeah, I mean, there's just nobody to, that screams. There's nobody that yells. And you know, honestly, I don't think a leader needs to be that. I think Vela ultimately is the leader. But you know, when you get scored on, Vela, you don't you don't see Vela, you know, clapping, you know, telling them to to to, to you know keep it together or anything. You know, nobody does that. Not even Mario, not Segura. Who, who Segura, who's been there, what, since he already has two, three years here? Um, Blackman, I guess, is too young or, or too timid sometimes. Atuesta's captain, but he doesn't yell either. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you need you need a leader. And, and you know, I was okay with, with um, Vela's comments on Kim Wong because he's 25. He's uh, All the other signings are, what, 20, 21, so they don't have experience. Moon has international experience. He's coming from a different league. So, um, ultimately, he does have, I mean, you know he's not the, he's not going to be a leader, but he has experience. You know he's not he's not some young kid that you have to teach, more or less. You just have to get him into the league. And you know I think, you know, getting a center back like Kim Wan, you know, that's 25, 26, that's been you know around, can help the team because we don't have depth in the center back spot. There's no depth in the center back spot. We played with the three back, and now Blackman's gone. You don't have anybody to replace. You can't play back three next week. Um, and then we don't have a number nine, and you know. Figuring out the the third DP spot if we sell, if Rossi goes to to Everton or the Spurs or you know if Brian Rodriguez ends up coming back you know it's very limiting to to the to the big star power you can go for a number nine um, you know there's talks about some Colombian that's been to Europe you know he's been loaned out he's been Millonarios uh, right now and and he's been around and he he would be a good asset but you know you obviously have to the front office needs to figure out what they're gonna do with Brian Rodriguez before they can get any other leadership mm-hmm. or get player of experience and i guess that's ultimately what's holding lafc back and i don't think it's affecting the team but it's it's um keeping the team stagnant from making that push come transfer season come you know mm-hmm. transfer time no i'm with you and uh J- jsr football says we haven't had a real leader since walker left uh, I mean, you, I mean, you, you, you went far as back as Walker. Walker was definitely, definitely a leader, and definitely would keep these guys in check. Um, another comment: um, We need someone to slap these guys a bit. Let's <laughs> uh, see, live, you're crazy with mm-hmm. it. Um, I want fire in our players. Yeah, like all these comments that I'm seeing. Look, and, and these are coming from uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, diff- different places. Like, you know, go ahead, JP. Yeah, one last thing. It's like, okay, and if, if Bob Bradley has so much experience, right, and if he sees his players aren't, you know, taking it into their own hands, he ultimately needs to be that voice because that's what the coach is. You know, it's not just the coach doesn't tell you what position to play and what what tactics need to be implemented. He obviously is, is you know, the energy as well. You know, if his team, if his teammates are, or all the players have their head down, he needs to scream from, from, the, from the training or from the coach's box and, you know, give these players energy. And he's not like that. every time the camera, you know, goes to him, he kind of just has his arms stood uh, <laughs> quiet. And, you know, that's ultimately not what you need. You know, you need you need a voice as a coach when your players aren't aren't doing it themselves. Yeah. And, that- and I think I, from what I know, I know Bob Bradley yells, but I think part of the play yells in the, in the way that maybe players don't feel as motivated, you know, and I think probably once game time, they're probably tired of hearing, hearing him yell <laughs> is the sense I get. But um. What what are your thoughts? What are your feelings? Have, have you have you had a guess, Steve? I'm gonna just put you on the spot. Is LAFC gonna mm-hmm. turn this thing around, um, or not? What are your thoughts? I think they will. I don't. It would be inexcusable for them to like not even be in the playoffs at the end of the regular season. I mean, because you know, really, like, let's think about that. You know, but I don't think it'll be to a point where they can break into the top four or top three because considering the the, the, the way that they've struggled so far this season. Um, I kind of don't, I, I don't really see that. Um, 
I think they'll continue to sort of have this consistency issue. I don't think it's an issue that can be fixed in the short term. Um, so I do see them making the playoffs. And, you know, but this team is not they, – they have this tradition of not coming through when it really, really matters, you know. And I think can they get through that this season? That I, it's, it's, it's tough to see for me. It's tough to see for me. So I, I don't – I can't really – it's tough for me to say that they'll have a successful season because a successful season would mean winning the title, right, mm-hmm. for LAFC? Yep. Yep. This, this so, year, I mean, exactly. Yeah, so that, that I, I, you know, that's I – don't, I don't really see that coming this season. Yeah, J- JP, what, what are your thoughts? Do you, do you see this turning around or not? Um, I, I would like to wait until the summer transfer window <laughs> closes to see ultimately what, what happens if we get a nine, if Rodriguez leaves, if Rossi leaves, who stays? And then, you know, ultimately see if Bob Bradley has everything he needs or, or you know, is given, given his number nine and, and what happens, you know, with the 30 piece spot. Because... You know, if you want to win a championship, you have to have three designated players. You know, you need to have those three, you know, class class players. And LAFC haven't had that this season. Um, I ultimately think Vela and Rossi need to stay healthy. And like Steve said, I don't see them cracking the top three. Fourth, top four at best. You know, if, if Rossi's, if they sell Rossi, Rodriguez comes in and then they get a number nine. Um, you know, best case scenario to, because I don't, Rodriguez just doesn't have a market anymore. I don't think Rodriguez has a market. So I ultimately think he's coming back. Um, he's not getting minutes at Copa America to to get a market again. Um, so I ultimately think Rossi's Rossi's the one to go if they want to make another move, because if if not, they both stay and you still don't have a number nine and you don't have enough money to get a big number nine with experience that can help this team. But like Steve said, um, top four at best, and then you know whatever the soccer gods want. If they want to give LAFC the title or not, then you know, <laughs> I'm so yeah. It. I mean, it, it's 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 not. Look, I'm gonna pull pull this as last last time uh, the the table so far. Right? Uh, LAFC number nine. When we look at the top four. You got Seattle, Kansas City. Obviously, Arch Nemesis, the Galaxy, in Colorado. Um, I mean, anything can happen in that fourth spot. Um, I mean, they're not too far from it, right? Number four right, currently has 16 points, right? You're about four points away. A couple wins could definitely change that, but you, you expect that Minnesota's going to get a couple wins. You also got to play Portland this month. You got to play You play Real Salt Lake here in these next two games, so, you know, off NFC. So there's a lot of things that, that could potentially turn for NFC's uh, favor, but I think we need to see some three games in a row, row win streaker. You know, we need, we need to see that. And for right now, for me, it's a little tough, right? And I think, you know, it's right for everybody to feel disappointed. But I also would say this, look, it's 10 games in, that's 30%. And I think this next month is going to tell us a lot about LAFC. And, and unfortunately, if they, if they don't turn it around, they're going to be fighting for a playoff spot. And that's not what this team, if this team is fighting for a playoff spot come towards the end of the year, this is this is a terrible, there's, this is a terrible season. There's no way when you're expected to win the cup, right? Expected to win. Cause that, that is, that is, that is the pressure that LAFC, LAFC, that's the one thing I don't think people realize that this, their early success has put them in this situation. And obviously, you know, being in the fourth year, but the, they have the highest pressure because if they, if they make any mistake, the pressure mounts and mounts and mounts. And I think you're starting to see mm-hmm. maybe some of that pressure is causing some of these mistakes, unfortunately. Um, but I mean, that's, that's just what comes with the territory when you, when you want to be, when you wanna, when you're expected to win the cup, you have Bob Riley, you have all these players, and you have a Carlos Vela. Look, any team, any player, any team with Carlos Vela should be expected to win the MLS Cup. Uh, should be expected to be in the top four. And when you're not meeting those expectations, you, sh- I think, uh, on the other side, you should, uh, you should also face the criticism because you're not playing to your ability. You're not playing to what 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 these fans and players expect you to to be at. So, we'll see what happens. Any final thoughts before we let you let you guys go, Steve? Uh, I think that's about it. Thanks for having me. <laughs> no, I, pr- I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> quick comment here from CeeLo. He says, I ain't wearing my flex jersey until we get four or five wins in a row. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully you're not waiting. Hopefully you're not waiting for that. Andy got some jokes in here. Uh, 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 he says, always top four in MLS power rankings. Um, Mike, he says, my guy, LAC Lai should be the next coach. So we got, <laughs> we got a little t- JP, uh, give me, give me your final thoughts. Um, I, I, I forgot to mention it, but Bob Bradley's substitutions in this game made it seem like we had a midweek game. <laughs> that he was resting us players for, you know, the next game was until as until next weekend. So you had five days for Cifuentes and Latif to play it all, um, or or Vela to go in a half and you know play all games and you know rest rest you know the weekend and then an extra three games of this week. 
Um, so ultimately, I think Bob Bradley needs to get his decision-making right. Um, these next three games are all winnable. We have Real Salt Lake twice and Austin FC. I guess Austin is the hardest one because you have to go to their new stadium and, you know, it's the new toy, but um, they haven't been, you know, good. They couldn't beat San Jose in their first game. Then LAFC should easily get nine points this week or these next three games. And then, you know, we can go from there. But, you know, LAFC, like you said, need a hot streak. And then hopefully they go back to... Look, yeah. Not much of a winnable games. They got Real Salt Lake. Uh, Andy's Austin FC's uh, team. Uh, Andy's an Austin FC fan all of a sudden now. And then Real Salt Lake again. So three very winnable games. We'll we'll see what happens. Give them a, a, a yeehaw in, in the chat there. But guys, that <laughs> that's going to wrap things up. Uh, we, we went over an hour, but I, w- I want to give thanks to, to Steve. Steve, rocking your career jersey there. Let the people know where they can follow you. They can follow me on Twitter. Most of the time I'm on Twitter. Uh, Real Steve Scores is my twitter handle so yeah twitter.com slash real steve scores pretty easy right nice. yeah pretty easy jp man you, you've been doing a solid job writing the recaps and the previews for the articles let the people know where they can follow you and read the articles yeah so i cover lafc for the soccer hub um so yeah on twitter jp underscore marquez 20 um that's where you can follow me i always retweet the articles that i write um and everything lafc and and la soccer hub so you know you can catch me there yeah, definitely give a follow to JP. Definitely give it a read. He's been doing a great job with those articles. So, guys, for you guys listening, uh, every Tuesday night, we're talking LAFC at 7 p.m. If you guys want to join the chat, we'd love to have you guys on here. So if you guys enjoyed this episode, make sure to give this a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. If you guys want to follow me, you can follow me on Twitter at Gio Garcia LA Lives. So for Steve and Juan Pablo, this is Gio. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye, everybody.